Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I am joined by Drea, a.k.a. DJ Drip Sweat. The first time I heard about DJ Drip Sweat was through a conversation with Educators Amplified when they informed me during the interview that DJ Drip Sweat had made a couple tracks for them. So with that and also finding out she's a Milwaukee native, did everything in my power, and here she is today. So I'm blessed and honored to say uh, without further ado, how you doing, DJ Driftsweat? I'm doing very well. You doing good? Yeah. Oh, so Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. How long, you were born in Milwaukee? Born and raised, yep. See, that's awesome. I love it. I was born in the Bronx, but I was, six months later, I was here. Okay. And the rest of my life. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, I usually give this time if you want to say anything before we jump into the conversation. But if, uh, yeah, it's totally up to you. Um, hmm. Well, I was going to say that I am doing very good. I just came from playing pickleball. So, you know what? I just heard about that pickleball. I was lit. Actually, through you, you went to a competition, didn't you? Yep, I had my second tournament this past weekend. That is awesome. I've I've never actually seen it, but um, yeah, I saw your post and you you placed, and I was like, oh oh snap! Yeah, gotta watch it. It's, it's pretty intense. <laughs> That's I mean, Tom Brady just brought a team. LeBron James just brought a team. Oh seriously? Yes, it's, it's shooting on air on uh, the TV waves for the first time. Yeah. So it's getting big. That's what's. Awesome. Well, I will be looking out for you when you face these teams. Very good. <laughs> you, you're going to rank nationally. I'm Manifest on my it. Way, man. Manifest it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's jump in. All right. So, um DJ Drip Sweat. Where did you grow up? I grew up around uh, the north side of Milwaukee. Um my grandma had a house here for about 20 years. So, always kind of stayed around her house and that was on the north side um like go ahead like 20th and capital near near rufus king and kind of by the lake not too far from it but not too like far uh in the city yeah Yeah. but i've been all around milwaukee uh, traveling before i moved to south milwaukee because i grew up in south milwaukee I was about 97, 98. I lived on the south side of Milwaukee, so um, 21st and Beecher. Before then, it was 16th and Greenfield. Um, But, yeah, it's the city. Got to love it. You got to embrace it. It Made us who we are. And, bam, we're here. (laughs) How was your childhood growing up? My childhood. um, Man, when I hear childhood and adulthood, now just... Uh, just looking at me as an adult, which we consider uh, over 21 here. It's yeah. like, man, those words are so subjective. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'll just say my younger years, uh, my childhood looked like me playing outside a lot. Um, I was very active. Mm-hmm. Um Mostly sports and uh, games, all types of games, really. I loved video games. Um, yeah. My childhood was fun. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of laughs. Um, I grew up with a sister, and so that helped with both of those things. Mm-hmm. And tried our best. I don't know. Life was real. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> You're here in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. Um, older or younger sister? Younger sister. Younger sister. So you always you had to be the one with the head on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how it looks. Um, I got an older brother and a younger sister. And I have three siblings. You seem like a little brother. I'm the middle brother. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> the the middle child never gets uh, any attention, just to let you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, my, the sister I grew up with, she's actually the middle child now. So we have a sister now that's 18 years younger than us. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, How's that? And now my first little sister, she's she's feeling like a middle sister. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's been a, a journey. It's like she's growing up with the sister I grew up with. So she's getting to see mm-hmm. um, our sisterhood. But now she's seeing it from her, quote, adult yeah. perspective. And it's, it's the test of time coming like, through right yeah. there. Bam. Mm-hmm. The maturity. Mm-hmm. The middle, well, the younger became the middle, yep. and now she is sensei, mm-hmm. middle child. No. <laughs> yeah. So what were hobbies? You said uh, video games? Oh, yes, video games, lots of video games um, from from night to day. What kind of, what, what video games would you play? I first started playing um, PlayStation. That was like my first console mortal Kombat on there oh, um, tomb raider and then you have like the the arcade games so like pac-man um the like drag racer game yeah 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 and, mm-hmm. and uh the one with the mouse like i loved <laughs> all of those um and then as i grow grew older guitar hero that was my jam yeah i played guitar hero all day in fact i would love to own the drum set and the microphone set just because i know those songs so well and i want to finish that game yeah um uh yeah some i play some first shooter games i got into call of duty a little bit and mm-hmm. i play the 2k that's right <laughs> <laughs> i play those but I, i'm a gamer so yeah well, i like to try anything i um not deep into gaming as I used to be, um, especially uh, during the, the whole pandemic. It's Call of Duty, they, they came out with Warzone, and it was a wrap. Mm. Um, but 2K is my, my go-to game whenever I do play. Nice. I haven't got 2023. It's been pretty busy, hectic yeah. for me lately. I'm still at 19. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I have 21, but I'm, I like to finish my games first. Yeah. So... Um, but played games, those games a lot, um, or I watched people play games a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I drew a lot, a lot of realistic drawings, a lot of uh, self-portraits. And like I said, I, I played sports a lot, rode my bike a lot, mm-hmm. um, sang a lot. There we go. Sing? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, we pretty much would like start a band whenever we needed to. My my family and I really, my sister and mom included. Oh, and, wow. and I would be like the Timbaland in the group. I would be the, <laughs> yeah. the boxer. There you go. <laughs> so That's love. Yeah. I mean, that type of connection through music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I, I'll tell you, like, for music with me, um, it started through poetry. Mm. I used to write poetry. And then it turned into, um, I want to learn how to write some actual music. And, you know, I've always had a love and appreciation for it because it's, it's more of an expression and it's, it's a reflection of who you are. And if you take it, if, if you, the way I look at it, it's the music. I'm really in depth with the wording that I use. So uh, I always find it beautiful when I see other people, you know, take it to that level where they actually focus in on the lyricism that they use. Mm-hmm. And it's great. But music, music is a great thing. Oh, I know about it. Yes, you do. Yes, you <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> so what's your earliest uh, memories of finding a love for music? You know, I was thinking about this and uh, there are two different um, let's see. There are two different journeys, right? So being young, being in a car all the time, listening to the radio a bunch, there was learning songs. Yeah. Um, exploring songs in that way. And 
and we listen to like V100.7 a lot, listen to 98.3 a lot. Um, 98.3 DD in the morning is my thing every yeah. morning. And the core <laughs> DJs, you know, so yeah. just kind of seeing how music impacted people on their way going somewhere else was like, For sure. wow, that's great. You know, like yeah. like when the Yin Yang Twins came out, it was oh. like, <laughs> Let me yeah. just like seeing the impact that they had on our, on the culture and yeah. on our culture and like. I could sing the song, but I couldn't say the bad words. It was pretty lit. Um, <laughs> Jam session in the car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, trying to censor myself. <laughs> There's that. And then there is the growth of technology. So like my first Walkman, my first uh, MP3 player. Yeah. Very crucial to how I see music now and my hobby of collecting music yeah um that's crazy you say walk i mean what year did you graduate 2014 okay got you yeah alumni what high school did you graduate from rufus king rufus king okay yes and um 2014 now you got you got me feeling old here i have amnesia in the interview um i graduated uh 2007 That's what's up. You graduated. I graduated. (laughs) You did too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Oh, my bad. I was going to say, so like having my first CD player, um, the albums that I had, my first albums that I had, I had JoJo, like just straight up JoJo, like JoJo Levesque, JoJo... With the purple background and the green shirt <laughs> and the brunette with the side eye and the pink yep, and the, the little white sh- star JoJo. Yeah. Leave Get Out JoJo. Like that album. Oh. Yeah. Woo. I mean, she worked with Swiss Beats on that album. Like, ugh. That's dope. Um, and then Adele 19. Oof. Oh my gosh. Perfect album. Uh, and then I had Scooby-Doo movie soundtrack. You can never go wrong with Scooby-Doo, man. I think that is like the biggest icon of our generation. Like even into your generation, my generation, like I remember watching those cartoons. They didn't have to say much. I mean, just plugged in. Mystery. Outcast was on that album. So really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. Those were my first times falling in love with music, being able to listen to albums all the way through um, and also just being able to have music at my fingertips, really. So like Zune, Zune was my first um, catalog of music. like, oh, snaps. (laughs) Yeah. The whole album and individual songs. Songs, yeah. Good old Zoom. Zoom, right? Yeah. Zoom, yeah. Zoom, yeah. Z U N E. Oh, was Zoom. Okay, back in the day, I forgot what it was. I think it was. If I'm getting this wrong, it's kind of the basis of Zoom, mm-hmm. but it was you know you get a soundtrack and you got all the hits, and I'm talking about hits mm-hmm. like Backstreet Boys and Sync. <laughs> you know, they're all on one album, and now that's what it was mm-hmm. called for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good old, good old now. Yeah. Now 39. Yeah. <laughs> like the adults, kids, bobs. What um what were the core musicians that inspired your your love? I know you've mentioned Outcast. I know you've mentioned Yin Yang. Yeah. That, that those are some of those Outcast because they were on Scooby Doo. But I can only imagine. Well, I knew about Outkast before they won Scooby-Doo. It's one of my mom's favorite yeah. bands. Andre so. 3000, man. That man is a genius when it comes to, oh, my God, just music in general. Yeah. I wish he would put out more, but, you know, it's a genius. It's a yeah. genius lifestyle. Got to understand the man. What, yeah. What um what core musicians uh, did it for you? What What got you in? I would say listening to the radio a bunch, um, core DJs, it was, it, was it, it intrigued me because I could tell something was happening. So like listening to mixes of yeah. songs of transitions of one song. Okay, to the so next, that's that's how you got in. It was like 
something's happening there. I don't know what it is, but I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those DJs and then I'm light skinned and I have my hair in cornrows and I grew up playing piano a little bit. So my family would joke that I was Alicia Keys. That's where it's at. <laughs> so um, I guess her too. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really learn a lot of her songs. I just yeah played piano. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Erica Badu? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's that's kind of what you, the vibe you got going right now. Yeah, I mean, really, my mom was, like, my first experience of a DJ. Like, she... Oh, wow. She had plenty of stacks of the binders of the CDs. That's what's up. Yeah. That's love. like, could go on and on forever. And also my, my grandfather as well. We were all just kind of, like, the music collectors in yeah. the family. So. Dude, it sounds they, like you had a they strong... They impacted me yeah. a lot. A strong background right there. Yeah. Well, good man. Good for you, man. Good for your family. Let's let's get. <laughs> there we go. Wait, wait, wait. You ready for it? Oh wait, I'm I'm ready to give them their. I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. And then they get their. Oh yeah. Hey man. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love that sound, but um. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's always good to hear, you know, when you you have a background like that that's, like, supportive, not only supportive, but just that strong to to give you that influence. And, you know, like I said, music is a, a reflection and it's a self-expression of, of yeah. a person. So that's awesome. Yeah, it really gleamed, like, opened how I seen them as people because they didn't really, like, stray um completely to one side one genre one artist they went a little bit of everywhere like my mom bought a james blake album oh wow she bought me that adele album so Mm -hmm. um my grandpa listened to melanie fiona she he loved her yeah there we go so i always um man it's crazy because i sing country Mm. And then I, I write lyricism like I'm big. I was big in my rap phase, but country was. I'd sing uh, Garth Brooks' "Thunder Rolls." I did that at a show once. Nice. I just had it in my memories not so long ago, and I didn't share it. But it, it's always a good, it's always a fun memory, you know. And you you got to be diverse with what you listen to. I mean that if you ever truly want to grow within music, you have to be open to different sounds. And you being a DJ, you know that best because you know you mix them. You 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 entwine these these tunes some tunes that people think aren't possible you know and mm-hmm. there was a in that show that I did the, the country uh, Thunder Rolls uh, Randy Lampierre Lampierre I, I hope I'm saying um, his name right but he was a DJ and um, and now he's traveling with Ray Schmurda mm-hmm. <laughs> the ear um, ear drummers but um. Yeah, and I'd watch how he'd do on his set- setup, and I, I remember him, you know, saying telling me a little bit of it. But it's been so long. This is back in like 2013. Holy cow, ten years ago, ten years ago. Decade. I've always had an appreciation for DJs, so I'm happy you're the first one to get on here. Man, look at that. Nice. Let's yeah. give another one for you. Oh man, what so um what age did you start DJing? Technically I was past the aux court from a very young age. Um so I would say while I was in elementary school, I mean, and then so my one of my first loves of music came from having an MP3 player, right? And yeah. it was like there was that, and then there was YouTube. Oh, there was YouTube. There yeah. was an adless YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, everybody, YouTube did not have ads, and you had all of the music that you wanted for yeah. the most part very quickly. Yes. Um. So having an MP3 player and being able to collect that music and 
play whatever I wanted to play. I mean, everybody who had an MP3 player, yeah. who who had a CD player, who had a a, a tape oh, definitely. recorder, yep, Walk was me. their own DJ. So that's awesome. When I got that, yeah. Well, I I mean. Yeah, because uh, when you brought up Walkman, I was like, oh, man, whoa, like, that's pretty, that's unique in a way because you don't hear that much anymore. Because, uh, I mean, especially with my age group growing up, we got a little bit of taste of everything. It's outside and the technology. I actually downloaded a picture. I was talking to Harry Glimberg. He's a jeweler out of Milwaukee. And um, I was talking to him how we touched every little it, it went in from going outside into like the technological type of age and where you had your big Apple mm-hmm. pick uh, colored com- computers, like the red, the blue. And I downloaded because I saw a meme and I, I meant to send it to him today, but it was like, <laughs> it was hilarious because, yeah, man, we went through the whole touching base and yeah, times have changed, mm-hmm. but you got to appreciate, you know, the way, all of us came up. You got to appreciate your, your humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you stay on top of uh, the latest trends music-wise? Music-wise, uh, I do a lot of driving. So I listen to Spotify a lot. Yeah. Spotify, Discover Weekly, man. The blessing. My Discover Weekly be hidden. <laughs> um in the release radars um, is also a good tool that I use just to kind of see uh, who's coming out with what. Yeah. And then I do the same for SoundCloud and then I turn on the radio sometimes and just kind of mm-hmm. hear, oh, yeah, they're still playing that. Okay, that's still trending. That's still popping. Yeah. Um, as well as a couple of different DJ sites, mostly DJ City. Um, I like that they have like the month by month thing um, across different genres. So there's that. I mean, there's social media and TikTok um, and Instagram. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of pick your poison. Yeah. But most of the time, my SoundCloud and my Spotify is all that I need. Is that just sends me on different rabbit holes that yeah. I can get into. Then I'm I find myself downloading a thousand songs at a time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What what inspired the name Drip Sweat? You know, I keep getting asked this question. Yeah. And I really wish I had a different or um a more detailed answer. But I was watching some hip hop documentary and learned about the culture of hip hop. So seeing the dance moves, we have the popping, we have the break dance, mm-hmm. um, then we have the graffiti, and then we have the spoken word and the rap and cipher, and then we have the DJ. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at all of those different avenues. And being like, I have to learn all of those things. Yeah. Um, and when it came to the DJ part, I feel like they were talking about names and stuff. I'm like, oh, names can't be that hard. But if they are this hard, I might as well choose one now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't. I don't think that I, it took me that long. I just received the thought of drip sweat. Um, and it's like, okay, yeah, that that would work. It's, that would work in a way that I want people to either like dance or exercise. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Drip yeah. sweat. Um, and that that just always kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And so when it was time to choose a name for myself, I did the Google search. DJ Drip sweat. <laughs> Is is she out there? And it was still up for grabs, and so I took it. It's, it's it seemed fun. rightfully mine. So here we are. First off, I want to say I loved your answer in the, in the beginning and talking about the hip hop culture, and um, then going into how you you know what I mean. Is it out there? I'll tell you like this: I can totally relate to you because when I came up with Spearhead, mm. you know, 
That's one of the first things I did. I was like, gotta look it up. First. Gotta look it up on did somebody copyrighted <laughs> national database, low yeah. uh, the you know state database. I looked it up and it was like, no. All right, we're gonna turn this into a LLC. Click. Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, I, I love it, man. Um, I mean, that's awesome though, you know. And I feel like you know me coming into to the world of podcasting and, and finding myself. I I feel like you know by the way you you've spoken so far is like when you got into DJing, that was really coming into who you were. So yeah, that's awesome. Loving it. I am loving it. How has uh, Milwaukee attributed to your success as far as a DJ? I'm not really sure if um, me being from Milwaukee mm-hmm. attributed to my success uh, previously. I think it was just me being in Milwaukee and and knowing myself and um having charisma enough to mm-hmm. make friends and gain a type of love and support and respect from folk mm-hmm. until the, this <laughs> this year and actually a couple of uh, weeks ago I partnered up with Miller Genuine Draft Beer and they specifically sought out a person from Milwaukee and it happened to be that I was a native from Milwaukee, so that made what yeah. they're trying to do even better. Um, so, well, do congratulations dropping bombs. <laughs> you said that's so calm, like what? <laughs> what is- <laughs> Get to come on. That is. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, talk about, you know, climbing the ladder. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm really really happy you you we finally made this happen. Yeah. Cuz it's 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 stepping into the worlds of all these these you know natives of um of Milwaukee and and just, you know, stepping into their world and finding out that man, their their passion runs deep. And then the stories and the journeys, and it's just getting that insight. It's it's rare because who who steps out here and says, "Hey, I want to know all that," you know. And then once you get it, you know, yeah, that is what it is. But congrats, thank you. Oh man, dude! I, so what does that entail now? Um, the project, yeah. Uh, the the they were looking for somebody from Milwaukee specifically because they have this project going on called Sounds of the City. Mm-hmm. And Sounds of the City is it's like a mini documentary. Um, I don't know if series or film would be the right way to put it, yeah. but they're going across different countries and grabbing a DJ slash producer and they film that producer capturing sounds of their city. And yeah. in the video, you see that and then you hear that as well. So the producer is making a song out of the samples of the city. For sure. Um, so that'll be my video. And I'm the first one. I'm the first one because they, their brand, yeah, Miller, Miller, started yep, here. in Milwaukee. Yeah, for sure. So. That man, well, I am super happy for you, and and it man, it's an honor to be like sitting in front of me right now. Oh man, <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> um, what type of techniques do you use to engage your listeners? Do you mean in general, or do you mean when I'm live DJing? When you're live. When I'm live. Well, I, I guess I, either live or in general, because mm-hmm. I also make my own mixes. Um, I love playing things that people know. Yes. And that people think they know at the same time. Okay. So I love to throw in a lot of mashups 
and keep people on their toes in that way because they'll mm-hmm. hear they'll he'll hear the intro and like be ready to to sing something and then it's something else but it's something also hot and they're like oh yeah this sounds <laughs> great together yeah yeah um so i love doing that um i also i'm a very uh, let's see i'm very handsy yeah okay <laughs> on, on the decks slash um not too handsy but i'm also not afraid to 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 cut to scratch um to display turntablism <laughs> um, and so I'll, I'll do that I'll, I'll throw in some effects and really my it's me experimenting up there all the time I like to explain it like life painting mm-hmm. and the songs are like my different colors and you guys just get to watch me paint and that's right it's a canvas the party Awesome. Yeah. Do you remember your first set as a DJ? As a DJ? I think that my first set was near Halloween. So you did uh, say your anniversary is coming up. My anniversary is coming up. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was near Halloween, and there was this group coming in, and the venue owner was like hey, can you come in early and play some country songs? And I was like, man, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I Googled like top 100 country songs right now and downloaded them. And when I got to my set, I just like played like 15 songs all the way through. It's like just waiting until it was my set. Uh, So that's pretty much the only thing I remember about that. Yeah. I had to play country. Well, I chose to play country music in my first set. First. (laughs) Good old country. Didn't didn't play it again until until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah? Yeah. See? Something in the air. It's all coming back. <laughs> well, yeah, we got a little Nas X, you know. Yeah. So, old town road. Old town road. And that's just fine. So, <laughs> guess we can go with it now. Everybody can be country. We can go and just go and do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, how do you uh, prep for a set? Walk me through that. It depends. Um, sometimes I have no idea what I'm walking into. Okay. No idea where I'm walking into <laughs> and no idea who is going to be the audience that shows up. So sometimes I like to have, um, I guess you can call it like a skeleton playlist, stuff that I might think that I might play or stuff that I would like to hear regardless. Yeah. And stuff that... I think even though they might not know about it, they would like to hear it. Yeah. Or wouldn't care to hear it. So that's kind of where I start my playlists at. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, it's, it's, you know, I could only imagine being, well, I've been on stage and I know how to, you know, get a a crowd going. But to be behind the, like, the turntables. Do you find yourself in shows just being like, okay, this is the segment where I'm just going to freestyle and just scratch? Yeah. And and do it. Yeah, there, there are those times. There are times where it's like, okay, well, nobody's really feeling it, so I'm going to slow things down a little bit and try and focus on getting a toe to tap or a head to not or a head to nod and then like when i get that going it's like all right cool i'm catering to you for the rest of the night you and me buddy like here we go okay um and then there are times where it's not that people aren't feeling it it's just like they genuinely don't care yeah and then i play whatever and i play whatever very nicely okay 
gotta hey as long as see i like when i go into a spot and i love it when they have a dj and i do i do pay attention you know um but i also love it when you can tell that the dj is actually in it in the mode as i call it in the mode because if they're in the mode then it's it's really you like you said earlier you think you know what what's being played and then all of a sudden it's the it's a Turn down for why, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's always, and then you also see a creative side of something being like developed and it, trying to follow it. It's like you never know, you never know what's next. So it's that's always cool. The, the expression again, the expression. I love music. I really, really do. I love music with all my heart. It's like got me through the the worst of times. Like just, and I, I'm one that really listens to lyricism. So, it, you know, you put on the right track for me. Like Nas was a big thing growing up. Like his music was awesome. Yeah, I, I will always like, they always ask like Jay-Z and Nas and it's 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 a it's a debate. But me, I, I focus on lyricism. So I'll always say Nas. I'm not saying yeah. that Jay-Z isn't the great because he is. That's Hove. Yeah. <laughs> but, I uh, mean, we, we also could stop trying to compare everybody because that is true everybody is their own person but yeah they impacted the culture in different ways yes for sure what is it uh like being a part of the dj community in milwaukee it's very interesting um i am one of the younger djs one of the them women DJs, one of the queer DJs, all in one. Um, so there are different communities mm-hmm. within the community, and it's interesting being a part of all three of those. Um, and then the fact that you know I'm I'm not scared to build confidence in my turntablism. It's like I got in. I love how you keep saying turntablism. <laughs> It's a craft. Yeah. Um, I got in really good with uh, what we call the old heads or, yeah. you know, the people that have been oh. DJing for a long time. So I'm also a part of like the older crew. Yeah, the OGs, <laughs> which, man. The OGs, which is, which is, is nice. Um, it's nice. It's very supportive or at least has been for me. There's, like I said earlier, it's been a lot of, support and love and respect shown to me and has helped me get to where I am now, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome. So had, it's been had, a blessing. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> has has anyone mentored you within the community that has been significant in you making a name for yourself? Yes, um, I have a couple. Um, the first, <laughs> so the first a DJ that I ever saw live, his name is DJ Bizon, and he DJed at um, at UWM. Okay. Uh, there was it was my freshman year, and we were doing the I don't know one of those freshman things, and he played a song that I didn't know. So me, I was shook because I'm like I'm the radio. It's like yeah. My family is like, dang, you know every song. Like trying to change the radio and I'm singing along. You know every song. Yeah. Um, and so it, he played Cha Cha by uh, Dram. Uh, yeah. I had never yeah. heard it. I was like, okay. 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 Uh, so I, like, I believe that I asked him if he was teaching classes at that time. And I don't think that he was. And later in life, um, I got into the music scene on the east side of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And mutual friend of my roommates walked in the house and told me about the DJ classes being hosted down the street by DJ Bizon. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go one day. Let's do this for DJ Bizon. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So one day I walked into class um, and he was, you know, teaching people some turntablism. <laughs> and I hopped on the decks and pretty much was, was able to pick up what he was putting down. And he seen the potential in me, invited me to do a gig with him 
at the at the spot that I had my first set at. Yeah. Um, the venue owner also appreciated what I was doing and believed in me, saw potential in me, and offered to buy my first piece of equipment, um, mm-hmm. my controller, and play for him in order to pay that off. Yeah. So... That's, Those were my first sets of gigs. Where was at that venue? Four man. Shout out to Ben, um, but also shout out to Bizon. He he instructed me on how to use a controller, um, and he also was the the calm one in the room when the controllers turned out to be duds or wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> when I was going through technical difficulties. Um, and you know he put me on an Ableton, and yeah, that's awesome. And um, there was that, and then just kind of meeting a, uh, some more of the OGs, and mm-hmm. them, you know, having me practice with them, and be invited to see how their jam sessions are, and yeah, and and look what blooms into it. Look at like the craft you you you've created, like through through that, and I, I think that's. That's a big, big part of, like, growth, you know. OGs, teaching the younger generation, giving a sense of direction. It's like when I do this podcast, you know, there's a lot going on right now. I'd hope that, you know, you have younger kids listening to this so they can see all the stories that come on, you being included now and being a part of that. You want direction? Come listen to this podcast. See these people's journeys. See what they they the type of passion they have because that's what connects all of you, your passion, and it's something that I've I've watched not particularly with you but with with people that I've interviewed it's it's I see in the pat their journey with their passion and how much they they put into it and that's why I brought them on with you it's like I I heard a couple of the tracks and it was kind of like yes you know like. Um, the intro I thought was you, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, they did play other stuff for me so that, you know, Hey, music is, is such a lovely thing. But then, you know, when you, you grow with people who, who come in and, and just be that type of mentor and, and really coach you and, and ultimately you grow that passion and go forth with it. So that's what's up. How many years you've been active? So this Halloween will be my sixth year anniversary. Okay, got you. Yeah. That's awesome. So how does that feel now that it's coming on Halloween 666? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, angel numbers, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, it feels like. I have not been doing this a long time, <laughs> but it, at the same time, it's almost a decade. We're over a hump towards, yeah. um, I, I don't know if it's a word, but de- decadian ship. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're on to the, to the decades and it's something that I've stuck with for the longest time. I mean, um, outside of dancing and art, like this is a craft a new venture of a new craft that I've built and that and brand that I've built. And so yeah. like, people see me on the street and they're like, what's up, drip sweat? Hey, you know, that feels good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it feels pretty cool. It's like for the amount of time that I have been, I've done so many things and mm-hmm. so many great things and positive things and, Worked through a lot of negative things, um, so it just feels it feels good. It feels like something that I would love to continue to do, and yeah. something that I've loved doing since I was doing it, and it feels good. I feel like when you're in tune with yourself, and ultimately what I feel you're you're, you're set in this life to do, um, it's a vibration and frequency. So when you're in tune with that, I feel like everything falls into place. Like my voice has always been something. I know how to, I said this earlier, but like catch a crowd, you know, the attention of a crowd. Um, 
I'm not afraid to walk up to anyone and just start a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, back in my early 20s, I if we were out and my buddy's telling me, hey, I'm that she over there is looking pretty. I guess who's going over there to get her to come over and hang out with us? Me. But um, I've always seen it as a superpower. Yeah. So, but I, back to what I was saying is like when you're when you're centered in this type of vibration and frequency, everything falls in place. This this whole podcast is is really come together, and the names that are yet to come are just it's growing, and. Um, People are starting to notice, which I'm happy. I haven't made s- some announcements. There's some big announcements coming, but for the most nice. part, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, living living my dreams has has been pretty awesome. So and it goes, far. like you said, fast. It goes super fast. Wow. Things just click. Yeah. So um, I know all about the magic of Xavier. I know all, all about <laughs> it. Whipping up the medicine. Yeah. Um, what have been uh, great accomplishments during your career as a DJ? Hmm. One, not giving up on myself, um, mm-hmm. and not giving up on a set. Yeah. Um, two. Wow. I'm really only thinking about very recent very recent gigs um but when i first started i threw a lot of my own dance parties so starting off on that foot of like wow i can go into a space and try and create that to be like this safe and brave space where people can dance and feel like themselves um because that's also a very important expression that I use and that I use for myself so I, I know dancers when I see them and I think that's also what helps me be a better DJ because yeah. I'm listening to music as a dancer first Yeah, and so sometimes all that turntablism is not necessary <laughs> we're trying yeah. to get our groove on you know yeah. um, so there's that uh, there's like I said the Miller Genuine Draft Project is Super big. You won um, an award. I won an award. Oh, yeah. So I won a DJ battle. DJ battle. Yes. Okay. Um, I won a DJ battle to play at Pride Fest that I had been going to since high school. So that felt pretty awesome. It was just like, like Lizzo, it's about damn time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, you know, previous to that, within within a year, like less than a year of me DJing, I entered into a DJ battle for Vocalo Radio Station in Chicago. Okay. And you entered via putting in a mix. Mm-hmm. The, I think the top 10 was chosen, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was, I think, like four semifinalists, and I was a semifinalist. So that felt pretty awesome. And, I mean, I, I had a very great set. Yeah. And I didn't get, I didn't win, but I, I won. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh, they're going to choose another winner, but I won. Yeah. Um, there's that. There is my Summerfest gigs. Um, I got to headline this year and last year, and that was pretty cool. Opened for Ludacris. That was amazing. The really? Yeah. Luda. Luda. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this year I opened for Thundercat, and that was like my like, ooh. Wow. The audience was perfect and I was the perfect DJ for that audience and I knew it and I mean like you said, living the dream and like the magic. Yeah. It it just clicked. And get it. And so that night was very special. It was a very special night for me. That's awesome. Man, um, talking about Ludacris, I, w- I did an interview with Steve Hybicki. He's a multi-platinum producer, engineer, composer. And um, he was talking about the first time 
he met Luda. And usually, you know, they'll say, I think he said it like a Luda session where he doesn't show up, but he happened to show up. And at first, he didn't know if Luda was feeling what he put in front of him, but Luda ended up, you know, acknowledging him and saying, this is fire, you know. So that's cool. Ludacris, man. When We Were Young, I think that was the name of the track, but that's a big hit that he made that really resonated with me growing up. And, um, you know, Ludacris, back when I was growing up, his, like, the lyricism, that's another one right there, man. Yeah. So he was he was fun to listen to, especially when he broke out on the scene. Um, there's another person I was talking about and someone that informed me that he's actually from Chicago. I did not know that. Yeah, Christopher Bridges. <laughs> Is that his real name? Yeah, I used to, I, I like researched him a lot growing up. Yeah. There was like one time in my life where I was kind of in love with him a little bit, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he moved to Atlanta, and it was, man, yeah, you find out new things every day. I, I know somebody else I was talking to about, um, I was talking to about Luda, but shout out to Luda, and shout out to you for opening for him. That energy must have been crazy, man. Yeah. That must have been. It was pretty nice, and, and I mean, I knew that it, this was a time to take risks. I mean, it was Summerfest, and there's such a different amount of people that strolled through Summerfest. And yeah. so um, I, I played a good set. I didn't play the hypest set. I mean, I did cater to the ladies, which is something that I naturally do and that I love doing. <laughs> I mean, those are the ones that are, those are the people that are going to dance. That Carry are there. it, yeah to dance and and shake their behinds um and megan this the stallion was (laughs) also performing that night and i was like dang yeah that's fine yeah it's like like growing as a dj and and building up uh, these types of opportunities uh, opportunities Opportunities. is like I'm always on stage when I want to see somebody perform, man. But yeah. it's a good problem to have. Um, so I threw a lot of like Meg in there, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just a nice time. And uh, the DJ that he had, I think he like when I was done, he told me to keep keep playing. So that also felt nice. But yeah, Summerfest uh, did what they do, and they cut me off. So. Oh, hey! Oh, boo. Boo. Oh, but, but it was it was a good time. That was one of my bigger accomplishments for sure. Yeah, you know what? What other highlights do you have? Like you said, MGD. You said Luda. You, um, Summerfest. That's crazy. Like, like I always think, if you make it to Summerfest, you're really broadcasting in front of thousands of people. Like you're there. Yeah. And especially you on the main stage, obviously you were. <laughs> but uh, much kudos, man. Like, yeah, th- this is what it's about. Like, it's about the underdog coming out on top. And it's about, you know, the growth within yourself and, and going through the transformation and, and, and feeling that and, and grinding with that. And then eventually, you know, hitting jackpot. So that's what's up. What advice would you give to um, any DJs, aspiring, aspiring DJs coming up in the city? Stay on top of what you like to listen to mm-hmm. and continue to explore music no matter what. Um, I'm constantly listening to different genres. Um, I'm constantly trying to discover new artists that sound like other artists, um, that things that sound familiar, things that sound unfamiliar, um, and keeping up with the greats and finding things that sound like that. And by the greats, I mean like my some of my favorite producers, and I think that a lot of us can agree, yeah. producers of all time in the hip-hop culture, there's Timbaland, there's... Missy Elliott, there's Pharrell and the Neptunes, insane. Um, And 
you know, like Swiss beats. If so uh, you have yeah. to know about the classics as well. So please take a deep dive into into them too, because they were really ahead of their time. I was going through um, this playlist or this folder of music where I have downloaded something for a month mm-hmm. and I'm now going through my month, right? Yeah. And organizing my music. Um, oh, another piece of advice. Try and be organized. <laughs> 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 that will help you uh, a lot. Even if you separate playlists into genres or into sets that you've played before at specific places, find some way to organize your music that works for you and do that and do that consistently and keep up with that. Um, But going through this music folder, I was listening to like some edits of Missy Elliott and was trying to do the calculations in my brain. Like when did this come out? Cause it's like, I'm like, did this come out in, Oh, eight. Mm-hmm. We had past the oh fives, or is this the two thousands? And there have been some songs where it's like, yeah. is that oh five? And it came out early two thousands. So just like mm-hmm. people are, those people are ahead of their time. Like Kanye West, it was he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, so knowing about the oldies as well, and even going back farther than that, like the eighties, the seventies. Yeah. Crucial, crucial music era times krs1 rakim you know it, the 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 list goes on mm-hmm. um but um i gotta say uh i i feel honored but you naming off those producers though i was i would if i hadn't asked you what year you graduated i'd be like oh she graduated around the time i did well i just want to say you know thank you for coming on thank you for sharing a piece of you with me and, uh, you know, the main reason why I do this is because um, I believe our city has a lot to offer. And I, I really believe um, through these interviews, you know, it's the perfect example of just stories of, of, of just passion, grind and success. And um, I, I, I truly appreciate you coming on here and just sharing you with the world. And um Again, it's an honor. It's a blessing. So if you are listening right now, everyone, this is DJ Drip Sweat. Drip Sweat. Drip Sweat. Um, She is, without a doubt, a very talented young woman. And I only say that because I feel old. (laughs) But um, definitely, where can um, people look you up or get a hold of you as far as um, booking or... If you're looking for booking, uh, I have my website, which is www.djdripsweat.com. I also am on all of the social media platforms. I'm on the TikTok. I am on the Instagram and (laughs) on the Facebook. Um, I mostly post my shows coming up on Instagram and my Facebook for now. Um, for convenience, because um, I am driving so much these days, mm-hmm. going around and playing pickleball as I'm aspiring to go pro. <laughs> so it's the the easy way to keep up um, with me and what I'm doing. And then, like I said, I create my own mixes, and I am working on building a radio station right now, um, well, radio show. And this radio show is on SoundCloud. It's called Condensed Radio. Okay. And then I have another one in the works that I will be releasing soon. And that one, Come will, on. that one has a name. Come on. It has a name. It, and it's going to be for the people. Are we going to... Come on. Are we gonna just going to drop it here? You know. Come on. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> World exclusive. Absolutely. What's um what's the name? Um, you know, you did say that I was mysterious earlier, so mm-hmm. 
That's fine with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be that. Oh, I really <laughs> thought you were gonna come through. And this is how I feel at the moment. She got me, man. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I I truly thank you for coming on. I thank you for being a part of this journey I'm on. And um I want you to uh, I, I want you. I wanna thank you because um you're you're part of a, a lineup of unique individuals that you know like i said you're all connected through your passions and seeing journeys and with that being said thank you once again and uh spearhead out baby <laughs>